0: G'day. We hope you're enjoying our podcast. Producing a podcast is costly, both time and money. If you'd like to show your support and offer a one-off payment, even the price of a coffee or a beer, that'd be greatly appreciated and would go a long way to support us. If you'd like to leave a donation, head to the show notes of this episode and click on the ACAST supporter link. Be sure to leave your message of support too. Thanks again. The thoughts and opinions shared in this podcast are just that. It's up to the listener to decide what is true and what is not true. This podcast talks about domestic violence and death. It contains adult themes and coarse language. If you need help or you are affected by such issues, you can contact your nearest help centre, such as Lifeline on 13 11 14 or DV Connect on 1800 811 811. Discretion is advised. G'day guys, welcome to Beanham Valley Road's bonus episode, a plog featuring Tom. I sat down with Tom and we discussed the case and we also discussed the reason he stepped away from Beanham Valley Road. Okay, so it's a sunny Saturday and I'm sitting on Tom's front porch in Gympie and I haven't seen you Tom for quite a few months now I think. Yeah, ones, since, yeah, since Missing yeah. Pieces, episode five, I think, the last yeah, time I yeah, saw you. Yeah? Yeah. 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 So I've just come up here to try and um, interview Bobby. Uh, I didn't locate him, but you guys had my kids while I went and did
2: that. <laughs> 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 Out of control. Yeah, huh? I don't think okay, we've got any ice wait cream. to after. Can we you do, please? just Stay at the back, Shish. I won't be long. I below.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I haven't seen Tom for a while. I tried to interview uh, Bobby, so you know who Bobby is, right? Yeah. 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 So things have like you've you've been following.
2: I have just I'm an avid listener.
0: Yeah. <laughs> avid
2: listener. <laughs> First time caller. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So look, I also have to give you a warning. If banter offends, tune out now because I know a few of you don't like banter, so you may as well hit the stop button on this one because there's a fair bit of it coming up.
2: They must be pretty sad, (laughs) people.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so Bobby has this house, allegedly, that was across the road from one of the schools in Gympie. And a few people have told me now, Sean, Damo and Tamika, have told me about this house where Bobby might live, uh, where they all went that night afterwards. And so... Naturally, I'm trying to track it down so I can ask about what car they drove, and just to interview him in general. But you get there, and it's like this. They got this makeshift fence where they've got chicken wire all around it, and sort of made it pretty hard to get into. Like, not impossible, but just uninviting. There's no car there. I don't think anyone was home. I went to the next door um, neighbor's house. It was for sale. There was no one in there. Knocked on the door then went to the other side of the street and, uh, that person never heard of Bobby and they'd been there for two years. So anyway, it fell up short, but interestingly enough, Bobby apparently, according to Nakoda drove maybe a Saab car. Um, anyway, it was not a white Commodore according to Nakoda. And I spoke to Sam and she didn't have that color car either, a white car. And speaking to Katie on the last episode, she mentions to me that her theory is, just from knowing Jason for the last... Well, for being with him for 13 years, that he might have made that call saying I fucked up and then called his mum and she thinks her mum would have said... His mum would have said, leave. Like, get out of there.
2: Yeah. That sounds pretty reasonable.
0: Yeah. And to tie that together with what Evelyn said, she sees... At 8 o'clock in the morning, she sees a car, a white car, rock up to what she thinks looks like a man and a woman get out of the car and approach the front door and stay for a time. Doesn't know how long, but they were there for a bit. So, I mean, that could be... Or Jason and Jane, his mum, returning to find Kira in the state she was in, right?
2: Every likely. Every every likelihood, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Speak
0: properly. What do you think of that one?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, like I was saying to you before, that um sounds so simple in theory, but it's something that a lot of people have seemed to have overlooked, yeah?
0: Yeah.
2: I certainly didn't think that. No, like, when we what is started. the
0: chances that he left that night somehow, by some means, and returned the following day to find Kira in the state that she was in, then decided to... You know, found that she, you know, had u- um, defecated and urinated herself, tried to put her in the shower. Obviously, they called Nakota. Nakota told him to call an ambulance. But according to Katie, um, Jason's dad called her and informed her of what happened and said that they called 1-3 Health first.
2: The question for me is how did she get into that state? As in, how did Kira get into the state that she was... Found in, that's the real question. I think whatever happened between the second before she got hurt to the second after she was found, or the ambos came. Obviously, that's um, that's a missing piece, right? Hence the name of the, mm. hence the name of the episode. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess the, the, the question that um, has eluded everybody... Sorry, not the question that has eluded everybody, but the answer to the question that has eluded everybody is how did she get into the state that she got in? That's the real issue here. Well, everything else is circumstantial, like whether um, Jason came or went, how he came or went, who came or went, who picked whoever up. All that other stuff is secondary to... Why was Kira in the state that she was in?
0: Yeah, why and how did she get to the state that she was in? To me,
2: that's the real question.
0: It is the real question, yeah. So
2: all the other stuff is circumstantial. Important, but circumstantial. It's getting evidence to categorically say how she got to the physical state that she was in.
0: So there's only only a handful of ways to get that, and that's from Jason himself, which... I haven't heard any response from him in prison where I sent that letter inviting him to participate in the podcast. And the other place to get that from would be anyone who's to- he has told. So family or friends. We have been in contact with one or two people who he's said things to. but Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly said things yeah. to. But, you know, as far as Nakota and Tamika and Sean and Damo and... Evelyn and all those people that I've interviewed so far, none of them say they allude to the fact that he's done it, but they don't say what he's done and how he's done it.
2: Yeah, and that and that is is probably the piece that is really missing, isn't it? Yeah. Everything else can be somewhat somewhat pieced together.
0: Yeah. So, Tom, everyone's really keen to hear how you are and what's going on in your world.
2: In my world, uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good um I realize that my departure from the project was probably a little abrupt but um that's okay yeah I'm 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 good now um I had I've you know I've said before in in past episodes and we both have actually that um you know mental health struggles are pretty pretty real for us um not that they're not real for for anybody else but um you know uh So I'm on the, I'm on the tail end of it now though. Um, yeah, so it has been a pretty tough couple of months for me mentally. Um, but I've made sure that I've, you know, stayed healthy and, um, I just had to, I just had to prioritize a few things first just to make sure that I was, you know, being responsible at home, um, because in the past, I've, I've tended to, um you know, when I've had mental health struggles, I've tended to uh, really divert my attention to things that haven't been helpful. So I, I really, you know, now that I'm 32 and a father of two, I, I really had to take some time for myself, probably for the first time ever, just to actually get on top of it. And I think I'm pretty well doing that, which is... Yeah,
0: which is ballsy as well, because it's good. not easy to say... Look, I need to step back. Yeah. It's not easy to sometimes make that call.
2: No. Particularly when you feel like you're letting people down and particularly when you feel like um, you're being a bit selfish about it. And I'm sure that's something that a lot of people with mental health struggles constantly feel, that they're, you know, by seeking help or taking time for themselves, they're being selfish. Yeah, Um, And it's something that I've certainly struggled with and still do, but um yeah such was such was the intensity of my struggle for me that um yeah I really had to i really had to take some time to work through it
0: well i can I can tell you from me and from our whole listenership it wasn't selfish, and you know everybody myself included just want the best for you and whatever that means is up to you. Uh, how are you going to go about that and I think taking time like you did and making that call, you're the only one that can make that call and I think it's the the best thing is to look after yourself and like you said, you're 32 now and, yeah, if you don't do it, no one else is going to yeah, do it. Yeah,
2: that's that's right and, 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 you know, just to clarify too, like a lot of my mental health struggles aren't, um, you know, police related. I've had a lot of, uh, you know, people uh, reach out and, you know, Say it must have been because of what you saw in the place or and or whatever, but um no, not necessarily i'm I'm predisposed to to certain conditions like around um anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder and and stuff, so it wasn't uh you know my mental health struggles have been with me since I was a little kid um so yeah that was that was the reason for that, but you know, look, as I said I've Stayed healthy. I've, I'm, you know, still training and got a fight coming up. So, you know, I've still managed to stay relatively active and stuff. I just, you know, really had to, really for once take, um, take a bit of time to work, work through it. Whereas before I would have just sort of immersed myself in work or something else, um, and that just hadn't worked out for me in the past. So now that I've got actual responsibilities, it was not going to work out for me again.
0: In as much detail as you're comfortable with, like what, I guess, some of the feedback I've got, yeah, is like what you said. Was it because of the police? Was it because of the podcast? Like, where, do you have any way of answering that? Like, do you know what I mean? I don't know
2: how yeah, to it. Yeah, it was it, probably but... just bad timing. Like, um, you know, the fact that, the fact that, we were doing this and the success that it had or has or still does have mm. uh was was mine blo- blowing for both of us I guess. Um so mm. in in short, no, um it my struggles weren't police or or aren't police or podcast related. Um as I said, they're, they're pre-existing struggles that I've had around anxiety and obsessive-compulsive disorder since I was a little boy. So um, it was just unfortunate that there was a spike in that during recording of, of this project, which which was hard because, you know, we've, I guess, spent a lot of time together, as yeah. in you, you and I have. Um, we've also s- spent a lot of time with people like Alison and, um, you know, making sure that these really raw subjects that we're dealing with are treated – with as much sensitivity as we can so pulling out of something like that um midway through was a very very difficult moral decision for me as well um but look yeah basically if if you want the if you want the nuts and bolts of it um a couple of well it's probably a year or so ago now I had a really bad obsessive compulsive episode where um something triggered some um health anxiety in me and it was nothing nothing serious in fact it was nothing at all but for those of you out there that suffer with um, with anxiety and in particular health related anxiety um you know these these triggers can be very very real and very very crippling so that took me uh and it still is taking me a long time to get over it was just unfortunate that when we started recording bvr um i was in the in the midst of, midst of that. Um, so I was spending a lot of energy Mm. trying to deal with that and deal with the project and deal with training for a, for a, um, you know, boxing match and trying to be a dad and trying to work full time and trying to be a husband. And so, you know, it was just, it was just a lot, a lot at once. Mm. Um, I'm also naturally pretty introverted. So, um, you know, I think we've talked about this before. Whereas, you know, you might um, your way of dealing with things might be talking it out, or you know, just reaching out. Mine is the the complete opposite. So I tend to um, shut myself away to try and work through it. Um, and obviously, in a in a space like this where you've got people messaging messaging you on Facebook and you know, reaching out to you digitally and you know, you walk down the street and someone asks, oh, Are you that guy that hosts Bean Valley Road or whatever? That, um, mm. I'm just not really comfortable with that. And the
0: workload is immense, eh? Hey? It was kind of something that it's,
2: oh, it's huge. I don't think people out there realize how immense it actually is. Yeah. I, um, coupled with the fact that you and I live 50 minutes apart, um, coupled with the fact that, we're both trying to be dads and husbands and work and stuff as well it's it's absolutely yeah. huge yeah and throw
0: a bit of mental health in there just for fun. yeah
2: I mean and I think too we were really trying to um, do the right thing by a lot of different people um, and you know we made the commitment to release episodes every fortnight or every week and yeah it was a huge huge responsibility. Yeah, for me, and, and you've done such a fantastic job. That was something, that was
0: a moral decision for me too, mate. Like, I knew that the best thing for you was, because I remember that moment, that exact moment where it did hit you, like the the current wave that you're in surfaced. I remember that moment and where you did sort of withdraw and, like you said, the opposite of what I would do, um which is just what everyone has their own way of dealing with things. But I remember that one point and when when we decided that you would pull out, I it was a real moral decision for me whether I should keep going or not because I didn't want to make you feel in that situation where you would feel guilty, like, without needing to feel guilty at all. Yeah, because uh, I didn't want you to feel selfish. I didn't want you to feel guilty or left out or anything Um and that was a real hard decision for me to make. Like, should I pull pull up stumps as well? Yeah. Um, or because I've made that, I, I've come so far with Allison and done so much. Do I keep going? And it was a real tough call to make.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, obviously I chose.
2: Yeah, to keep going, on, which I hope was the right. Which I was, hope it was definitely the right, one. the right. It definitely was. Absolutely, it yeah. was.
0: But I mean, you're 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 a part of it just as much as I am, and just just a season you're you're in at the moment, but. Yeah, you definitely don't have to feel guilty or selfish no, I, or anything like that.
2: No, I appreciate that. And look, everyone—you I mean, are been, an arsehole, but you're not selfish. <laughs> Every everyone's been very supportive and um, curious, I suppose. So it's probably a good a good way to to clear the air. Um, and the fact that we had that
0: mental health plug, it shouldn't surprise anyone
2: oh, no. that we had
0: issues or that this happened. Like it wasn't like it came totally left field.
2: No, that's right. And look, you know in times gone past I would have just done my darndest to make sure no one heard this but you know it's out there so you've gotta just gotta
1: just gotta talk yeah. about it
2: it's not an easy thing to do but
1: specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mm-hmm.
2: But you just, you just have to, um, eh, you know, I think to a lot of people out there probably feel the same way, I guess, that, you know, by talking about it, they're somehow, um, I don't know, admitting some sort of weakness, but, and I thought like that for a long time as well, mm. but you just got to talk about it, just really got to talk about it, I mean, I've got to, you know. Uh, sat for a six hour tattoo this morning, and the conversations that I was having with my artist were around anxiety and stuff, too. And you know, mm. um,
0: he's really anxious about tattooing people. He was
2: really, yeah, yeah. I was really anxious getting tattooed. <laughs> he was, just he really, was anxious tattooing me. It was just an anxious, <laughs> it, party. Was just an anxious <laughs> it was just an anxious moment. It's just an anxious moment. So, you know, like there are everybody out there had deals with, deals with shit, yeah, um, but. You know, I've also found a lot of comfort in my faith as well. I think we've talked about it talked about it before, uh, you know, yeah, that um, Christianity is a big part of my life and, um, you know, I have a, a really close group of people that I do Bible study with and speak with and stuff and that's, you know, I, I've lent on that as well. I'm not going to start preaching here. It's not the time or place, but, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've felt a lot of um, a lot of comfort in that space as well yep
0: well it's good that you got some support networks around you because that's the main thing right like you need you need that foundation there otherwise yeah
2: yeah look I'm very fortunate that I've got the tools to do that Um, not everybody else does I mean I've got money I've got people around me I've got family yeah I've got a extended family I'm very 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 fortunate in that way not everybody is and that must just be ridiculously hard to to go through that
0: another question that people haven't asked me so much but have alluded to what's next for for tom like what's the future of tom with like blogging or podcasting like where do you see yourself or is that something you just can't think about right oh, now? Oh
2: no I, i've definitely been thinking about it um and i think i've said to you like off off air um i'll, I'll i'm definitely going to be contributing to 610 media and our future projects um whether it's via blogs I mean, I mean i'm a writer by profession so yeah i i love writing and i'll continue to write about things that i think uh need to be written about um yeah it's just been a little busy trying to i've just i pretty much what i've tried to do is give myself some time to make sure i'm 100 percent solid before i inject myself back into the fray i need to pull out again you know, six weeks down the yeah. down the line. Fair call. Mate. So I've I've had to try and just measure myself out with that. I've been guilty in the past of um, jumping in before I was really ready. Just be just with the attitude of she'll yeah. be right. Yeah. Um, I've come to realise that it it it's not always right. Yeah. Um, and that you've got to you, you do actually have to give yourself a bit of time.
0: If you are battling a crippling physical illness like the influenza or something. You'd have time off work. You'd be like, mate, I'm so sick, I can't get out of bed. Correct, yeah. But when it's mental health, it's just as crippling. It's just as hard to get through. Yeah. But for some reason we have to keep, you know, pulling through and pretending everything's okay. What's
2: really funny is that um, five out of the seven days a week, I'm in a boxing gym full of pretty hard dudes who want to hurt you. Um, I can sit for six and a half hour tattoos with no worries at all. I can put a sauna suit on and ride fifty K's on a bike in thirty-two degree heat. Um but you know someone mentions the word cancer.
0: Yeah and you're gone. <laughs> and I'm gone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a real it's humorous when you put it like that. Yeah, yeah. It's actually quite funny. Yeah. Um
0: well mental health like the way we speak about it in our blog and stuff as well. It is funny to look back on it like
2: it is funny. It, yeah. Because if
0: you don't if you don't laugh at it, you yeah. cry at it like Yeah you know, there's um the irrational thinking behind anxiety is funny in hindsight. Yeah. You know, to look back at how you have a little, you know, sore wrist and you think, oh, well, it's definitely probably just from boxing, but all of a sudden you've or got wrist cancer. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's... Is wrist
0: cancer even a thing? Well, it's bone cancer or whatever it is. Oh, but oh. Like, If you
2: ask me, it's a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then you do the old Google, what's a sore wrist? And, oh, all of a sudden yeah. you've got six look, weeks to live.
2: I, I don't think people realize. I mean, people who suffer it probably do, but, um, I don't think the general public realize how crippling having a, like a health anxiety disorder actually yeah. is that they really don't, um, you know, constantly checking your heart rate or, well, you know, your you, blood know pressure. Yeah, you know what it's like. Um, yeah, but, but, but more than that, like thinking that you've got some sort of terminal illness and that you're going to die and you can't put your kids to bed because you don't want to look at them because you know that in you know 6 months time you're going to be dead or something you know like it's which w- is
0: yeah quite dark isn't oh, it oh it's
2: very dark yeah yeah it's it's yeah. extremely dark and and completely illogical mm. um you know how do you step inside a boxing ring and with with the um with a very very real chance you're going to get knocked out and not give it a second thought but um yeah the minute your wrist hurts from boxing, you mm. think you've got Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. But in in my mind and the way my brain is chemically made up, it makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah. But at least in your boxing fight you've got coming up, you could be, you know, when you face an old mate off, just think, look, what's yeah. the worst you can do to me, mate? I've got six weeks to anyway. <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> Or Or I should just say, go easy. I've got, you know, leukemia or something. <laughs> Yeah, and now, and look, I'm saying that in jest because it's funny, but people, people, and you know, the other thing too is, is that, um, you, you battle these health anxieties knowing that there are actually people out there with the conditions that you're stressing out about and you feel bad for articulating the fact that you think you've got it when you definitely don't and there are actually people out there with them who are actually battling it, it's, you know, yeah, it's, you can't explain nah. how it So makes don't take offence
0: to it. We're just laughing at the fact that in someone who's got anxiety's mind, they can create these yeah. diseases and they've got them, but... That's right.
2: And look, uh, there's under, you know, the thing that I've, um, so I've had, count, like, you know, I see a psychologist, I see a counsellor, um, my wife's been really, really, really supportive, um, But the thing that I'm learning though about it is that things like health anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder come from sort of underlying factors. Um, they're just manifestations of other conditions rather than, you know, being exclusive. So, um, you know, for me, I guess those, those thoughts or those, um, those conditions are a result of something else, um,
0: so, something going on in your life?
2: Yeah, like, like some way of dealing with something. Mm. Um, I'm not quite sure what that is, to be perfectly mm. honest, but I know it's there. It's just mm. a case of, um, you know, maybe maybe, maybe my time in the police did have something to do with it. I don't know. It certainly didn't help. But um, is it the root cause of it? No, I don't. You had it before. Had it before. So, mm. the question remains, or the question is, I guess, um, should, knowing that I've got those conditions... Should I have gone into the police in the first place? Mm. The answers probably no. Mm. But then I wouldn't have met you, and I, we wouldn't have been mm. having this conversation, I and mean, we wouldn't have been yeah. able to So, you know, shit works out. That's right. Unless you've got, <laughs> unless you've got risk cancer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luckily, knock on wood.
2: Yeah, but for those of you, you, you out there, you'll be booking a move, scan have, in yeah. on
0: Monday. No.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it's been a it's been a ride, man. But uh, look, I you know, I there's not a day that goes by where i don't think about the work that you're doing and i don't think about the good things that we've done so far mm. with this um and i don't think about allison and kira and you know all those really important people who've had a massive impact yeah. on our lives yeah over the last year or so um it's just that yeah I'd, my way of dealing with it is not reaching out because i just don't um,
0: you I, go inwards,
2: yeah, I go inwards, and you know i mm. just I just do it on the mandate that I don't want to um reach out and make someone else some, someone else's life hard mm. when I can just deal with it myself and but at the same time, it's very important to reach out and talk to people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a fucked, it's a fucked cycle, so
0: on the old one to ten scale do you think this wave that you've had was like worse than others you've had or like have you been worse before? It's
2: been different because I've had more responsibility, mm. you know, like being a father and a husband now and, um, you know, having this project and stuff. Um Yeah, it's been – I've had more responsibility so it's been harder mm. whereas before I was only sort of affecting myself. Um it's yeah, so it's yeah. It's been hard. Probably probably been harder. Yeah, right. in that in that respect. Yeah.
0: Because it can go both ways, really. Like the first time for me, anyway. The first time I was, I realized you know years ago that I had something going on in my head was terrifying. You know, very terrifying. If it happened again, I'd think, okay, I know what this is, so it maybe wouldn't be so terrifying because I know what it was. Yeah. But at the same time, at the same time, they do say episodes can increase
2: and in intensity, yeah. in t-
0: intensity and yeah. in length as well.
2: Yeah. I think it depends on what's what else is going on in your life. Yeah. I think that really determines how you feel about it and deal with mm. it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah. You're still you. You're still Tom. You still have a sense of humour. Just to fill in some blanks from people, um, you know, and also for myself and just wanted to know because I didn't know you or I wasn't you know sort of hanging around you when you've had those other episodes yeah that's right just sort of
2: Yeah. yeah 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 and it's very it's very hard to i mean even my wife who doesn't suffer any sort of mental health issue you know she was in the same boat she she didn't really know what to do or how to handle it such was the intensity of it um so you know it's it's hard for the people around you too. Mm. Yeah, really, like, did you
0: get to the point where you're almost like, I need to take time off work?
2: There. are, oh, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there was. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. There was there was times there where it was very very crippling. Yep, yeah. and 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 you know, fortunately, um, I don't have depression. Mm. I think if I had depression on top of and, and for those out there who don't know the difference there's a big difference between Hmm. anxiety and depression um i i don't have depression i still feel good about myself i still feel good about the world i still feel good about everything in it um so i i think by not suffering depression i think that was the really the driving force like i could get out of bed and do things i think if i had depression on top of it um yeah, I would have been would have been a different story, I reckon. Yeah.
0: Well, it's just it's devastating to hear. Devastating to hear that yeah how bad it got for you.
2: Oh, yeah, like there was yeah, I wasn't I wasn't um I wasn't getting out of bed. I wasn't um I mean, sorry, I was I was getting out of bed, but I wasn't I wasn't functioning as a um you know, as a proper person. Um I was taking medication, I got prescribed medication too, which which helped but made me feel like a zombie. So there was that on top of it as well, you know. So so what's making me feel lethargic? Is it the massive dose of medication or is it the Hodgkin's lymphoma I'm battling, you know? Like that's and that's a, that's the cycle that you're yeah.
0: in. I think the reason I ask is because most people understand, but there is probably a lot a few people who would listen to that and go, Oh, you you've taken a step back but to actually put it in context of, of what your day-to-day life was like, you know what I mean? That, that sort of makes it a lot more clear for a lot of people that there was days where you could hardly get out of bed oh, and you weren't yeah. functioning. And-
2: oh, yeah. And like, yeah, there was, and you know, I've got a bit of responsibility in my job is what most people, like most people do, uh, where I have to be able to think about stuff and deal with things and, and be a relatively coherent type person um and yeah it took a lot of energy to be able to do my job to the point where you know i thought about um taking a step back from my actual paid work as well just to make sure that i wasn't jeopardizing anything um in that in that regard so yeah it was it was it was real hard um you know yeah pretty much the only thing that got me going was the fact that I was still boxing. That that was the one sort of anchor that I clung on to keep me keep me healthy, keep my cause when I was training, um,
0: Keep you accountable, having a time and a place yeah, to be. Yeah, when I
2: was when I was training, um, I wasn't thinking about other stuff. I the minute the, the second before training started I was, you know, anxious and the minute training finished, I was anxious. But for that hour and a half a day or two hours a day, um, all I could think about was boxing. Um, so, you know, that that played a huge part in my rehabilitation. Yeah. Obviously,
0: we could talk for hours about this, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for opening up and uh, clearing the airways a bit there That's and right, no sharing just a glimpse of your story. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we've got lots more to talk about, but... It's not over as far as Six Ten Media and you go. So no,
2: absolutely not. Uh, yeah, not a, not at all. Um, yeah, I'll be back. Be back shortly, hopefully. Yep. All right. I'll get this fight out of the road first, and then I'll yeah. be yeah back on deck. Well,
0: yeah, just get healthy and um, yeah, on behalf of yeah BVR mate and Six Ten Media. Thanks for talking thank to us.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having
0: me. at um, yeah. my own house. Thanks for looking at my kids. Look <laughs> <laughs> oh, after my kids for me. Yeah, no my So that was my conversation with Tom. And at, by this point, our kids were just going AWOL. So we packed up and left it at that. But thanks, Tom, for sharing. It's not easy to talk about those issues, especially in such detail. If it resonated with you or if you were going through things like that, just know you can reach out and talk to somebody. It does help. When you're in that mindset, you don't think it does, but it actually does. Stay tuned for the next episode of Bend and Valley Road. I'm not sure how many more episodes there will be. We are winding down. But again, thank you for the overwhelming support of all you guys. I really appreciate it. Until then, have a good one.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European Linen